0: Hello, everyone. I will be presenting my senior capstone today. My research topic is on the prevalence of CVD in African Americans. I chose this topic to bring awareness to the African American population and how they are genetically predisposed to cardiovascular disease and underseen in the healthcare field. Originally, my research was specifically on Africans. But when I did research Africans, there was very limited research done until I decided to research African-Americans. This really caught my attention because it made me realize that even though CVD is the leading cause of death among this population, those who were not of American descent were either unseen or lacked studies within their parameters. This made me feel even more passionate about this population as I realized they were being left out as a whole throughout the world. Specifically in the healthcare field, they were being underseen, and many reported that they faced racial discrimination because of the lack of diversity within the healthcare field. One study showed that 10% of registered nurses and physicians were of a different cultural background other than white. African-Americans also said they were slower to receive specialized care, which caused diseases such as CVD to worsen among this population that most of the time resulted in death. This really hit home for me because all people should be treated equally no matter what color or race they are. We are taught to love one another and treat all nations, which is exactly what the healthcare field should do. If healthcare can't be provided because of expenses, then there should be alternatives developed for the less fortunate, which will result in more lives saved and life on Earth. African-Americans tend to get the short end of the stick as they are prevalent in many risk factors of CBD such as hypertension, obesity, low socioeconomic status, and genetics. The first risk factor is hypertension. Hypertension is a disease that consists of high blood pressure that interrupts the blood flow in the heart, resulting in CBD or a heart attack. It is also the most prevalent in African-Americans when compared to any other population. Hypertension develops at an early age, making it more aggressive, which influences 30% of deaths within the African-American population. Many deaths also come from the unknown presence of hypertension as it has been shown that 53% get treated and the rest go untreated. And the reason why so many go untreated, especially in low socioeconomic places is because many can't afford healthcare, so they're not able to go see their doctor who is able to diagnose them and let them know their symptoms, which causes a lot of people to be unknowledgeable of what they have, and so they're not aware of the presence of the disease. In comparison between African-American men and women, research shows that 61.6% of women have hypertension and 57.3% of men do. In comparison to whites, African-Americans tend to suffer more from hypertension-related morbidity. And that includes 1.8 greater rate of fatal stroke, 1.5 greater rate of heart disease, 4.2 greater rate of end-stage kidney disease, and 4.5 times more likely to develop end-stage renal disease. The next risk factor is obesity. Obesity is the most dominant contributor to CVD and is more common in the African-American population than whites. In comparison to hypertension, obesity can cause higher blood pressure, which contributes to the development of hypertension. In order to correctly measure obesity within African-Americans, waist-to-height ratio is used to find central adiposity. Research findings have reported that 75.1% of African-American women have more central adiposity than 40.4% of African-American men. African-American women also tend to gain weight faster than white women. In African-Americans, most were obese because of their culturally-praised foods. Most of their diets consisted of high sodium, lower potassium, and added sugars. Added sugars affected African-Americans tremendously because it was reported that 15% of added sugars in your daily calorie intake could increase the risk of CBD. In this case, it was reported that 1 in 6 African-Americans invested in 25% added sugars in their daily calorie intake compared to 1 in 11 whites. In added sugars, fructose can be the most harmful. This is because it causes induced leptin resistance, blocks satiety responses, and results in ATP depletion. This is a problem because induced leptin resistance and the blockage of satiety responses send signals to the brain making you think you haven't eaten enough, which will result in overeating if you're not engaged in physical activity. The depletion of ATP, known as energy, will cause people to shy away from physical activity And when this is combined with overeating, obesity can be developed. In lower socioeconomic places, there are higher cases of obesity. And this connects with the next risk factor of CBD, which is poor socioeconomic status. Those who have poor socioeconomic status have limited access to healthy foods, such as fresh fruits and vegetables. They also lack access to fitness centers that are available in these areas, which can cause a decrease in physical activity, which can lead to the onset of obesity. The lack of transportation is also a big problem, and it causes them to not be able to receive these benefits, such as healthy foods and um, access to fitness centers, because they don't have their own vehicle or they don't have enough money for public transportation. African-Americans are 26% more in poverty compared to 13% non-Hispanic Whites and 15% of the overall population. Their income is $23,481 less than the overall U.S. population. This results in not being able to buy healthy foods, causing unhealthy eating behaviors. I actually had the chance to have a conversation with someone who was a resident from Africa, Sive. And he mentioned that most people, especially those in low socioeconomic places, tend to turn to fast food because it is cheaper and closer within their vicinity, which ultimately results into an unhealthy diet. Low-income places also lack health care insurance and because they're not able to afford it. Also in disadvantaged neighborhoods, crime and violence rates are super high. And this can be very detrimental to health because it causes many people to become stressed and scared, which doesn't allow them to go outside and be active. This caused many people to be stressed and rely on alcohol use and smoking. Glucose levels eventually increased because of increased heart rate and blood pressure that was related to the flight or fight response, which influenced the onset of CBD. The socioeconomic barriers in disadvantaged neighborhoods resulted in a 50 to 80% increase in risk of heart disease, higher rates of the development of CBD, and higher rates of CBD morbidity and mortality. The final risk factor is genetics. Genetics is a reason why African Americans are predisposed to CBD. Although this population is genetically predisposed, there there is still limited research in this area that needs to be further looked into. In African-Americans, the gene receptor variants B1AR and A2CAR together increase the risk of heart failure. A ratio of 10 to 11 African-Americans were homozygous of these variants. The B1AR variant is found in the heart and increases heart rate and the strength of contraction and contractility in the heart. A DNA mutation in this population, also known as a polymorphism, comes from the B1AR and A2CAR variants, resulting in B1ARG389 and A2CDEL322325. Studies have found that these two polymorphisms together increase the risk of heart failure by a tenfold. In addition to genetics, C-reactive proteins is an inflammatory biomarker in the body and it is produced by the liver in response to infection and inflammation. High levels of CRP show signs of serious infection or disorder. The fact that African-Americans had high levels of CRP that were moderately heritable shows they influence the genetic predisposition of CBD. Increased levels of CRP can also result in heart attack, which can lead to heart failure. When when CRP levels are combined with hypertension, this can lead to an increase of CBD. African-American women had higher CRP levels than African-American men. As a whole, African-Americans have higher CRP levels than whites. Together, high levels of CRP and the elevation of lipoprotein levels increase the risk of CVD. Elevated lipoproteins are more common in African-Americans and can cause an increase of risk in heart attack, stroke, and heart failure. Another biomarker of CVD within the African-American population is IP10. IP10 is an interferon-induced protein, also known as CXCL10. This biomarker predicts the severity of many diseases and plays different roles in disease initiation and progression, such as CBD. IP10 positively correlates with BMI, which is connected to obesity and high CRP levels, which can cause cluster of risk factors of CVD within the African-American population. In relation to heart disease and all-cause mortality, IP10 was significantly associated with these results. The elevated levels of CXCL10 can cause damage to T cells, which result in the cells losing ability to fight against pathogens affecting the immune system. The weaker the immune system is, the chances of developing CVD within this population increases. When it came to clinical implications, many had negative beliefs toward medications, which resulted in poor health outcomes. Some even reported that the risk factor hypertension did not affect their lives. So they played no mind to this, but more were actually concerned with their hypertension. And a lot of them also felt that hypertension didn't affect their lives because, like I mentioned previously, only 53% were treated in the arrest warrant because they had the they were unknown of the presence of hypertension. Also, within the healthcare system, there was reports made that African Americans have a greater chance of facing r- racial discrimination. There is perceived discrimination in all aspects of health. African Americans claim that their health status was hindered by institutionalized racism. The risk of CBD was hard to decrease because of harsh environmental and social conditions, such as high levels of residential segregation and high capacity of tobacco and alcohol retailers. These conditions hindered behavior change. After future research, it is suggested that A longitudinal study should be used to examine the impact of risk and protective factors at multiple levels of influence that are connected to morbidity in a high-risk population of African-Americans in hypertension-related health. It was shown that support from a patient's community and clinical environment help patients adopt healthy behaviors that lower the risk of future hypertension-related disease. So in this case, more studies should be shown that community support groups and also clinical support helps patients adopt healthy behaviors and lowers the risk of hypertension. As for the socioeconomic aspect, studying neighborhood disadvantages and poor social conditions that had effects on CVD in African-Americans can be further studied using rigorous methods that explore the traditional risk factors. Overall, the treatment of cardiovascular disease in African Americans is minimal and causes CVD to be the leading cause of death in this population and more prevalent compared to any other population. When compared, 43% of African American women die from CVD compared to white women, and 32% of African American men die compared to white men. CVD is responsible for one third life expectancy between Blacks and other ethnic groups. It continues to be a burden to this population today, including its risk factors of hypertension, obesity, low socioeconomic status, and genetics. Education awareness of signs, symptoms, risk factors, and cultural effective strategies of CBD should be taught specifically to this population because of their predisposition to this disease. In relation to education awareness and future research, for my... For my application, I decided to create a brochure. And within my brochure, I named it Heart Care. And because a lot of people are not knowledgeable, especially those in low socioeconomic places, I decided to create a brochure that contains the signs and symptoms. And I would be sending these out to different places in the world so it could reach everyone. And I would also even translate the document if I had to, just so everyone could read it and understand it and be aware of the health health concerns that they have. And it pretty much explains what it is and who we are as a healthcare organization, which target people who suffer from heart disease, such as cardiovascular disease. And we provide um, the risk factors and the symptoms of CBD and also risk factor preventative. So for example, for awareness, I have symptoms of obesity, symptoms of hypertension, and symptoms of CBD. And I also contained risk factor preventatives. And I named preventatives that high socioeconomic people can do. And I also had a, have an area where it says limited access. So those who are of socioeconomic, low socioeconomic, they can do these certain preventatives that will work within their habitat. And at the end here, I have need help, send us your address and story. And I did this that way people can reach out and they can share our story. And as we see that we can see that they are in need of food and they also have other people who they need to feed. So things we would send them would be like healthy foods, at home workout guides, stress relieving items and seeds to plant in their own yard. And this really helps when they send their address. We we can actually locate where they're at and what their region is abundant in for fresh fruit and vegetables, and we can get those seeds and send them to them so they could plant it within their own backyard, where they wouldn't have to worry about transportation or finding healthy food to eat. They would be much closer to it. And as for as for bringing light to um, the healthcare field. That is definitely something that is still ongoing today. And I wanted to bring light to the unfair treatment that African Americans do face today still. And I wanted to connect that with the global pandemic we are facing of COVID-19 right now. In an NBC news report, um, it had showed that many people are dying from this disease, but it is affecting African-Americans disproportionately and the ones who are affected the most are those of low income and it's because they still have to go to work unlike those who have the luxury of working from home so they're still being out and about and they're still around different people which they can obviously be affected very easy- easily also low-income people don't have access to high quality health care so it doesn't give them an opportunity to be tested In connection to CBD, the underlying disease that is more prone to developing COVID-19 within this population is heart disease. When it comes to the healthcare field, this is where the unfair treatment is seen once again. It has been shown that African Americans are least likely to trust their doctors because of racist policies in the past. Dr. Marcus Plessia, Chief Medical Officer for the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials, mentioned how there was there has been a long lasting legacy of bias and racism within our country. He mentions how African-Americans have been historically discriminated against just because of who they are. It has been reported that 70% of people who died from COVID-19 in Chicago were black, even though the population is only 30% black. In Milwaukee, 81% blacks died when only 27% of the population is black. Unfair treatment continues to be brought amongst this population, but I am glad someone like Dr. Plessia brought light onto this population as he said, if we're serious about making sure that we improve the health of our populations, we need to focus on the populations who are more at risk, which includes African Americans. It makes me happy that there are others out there who notice the unfair treatment of the American African-American population, but noticing is not enough, and there needs to be changes within the healthcare field and research conducted on why the healthcare field discriminates against its population. And that's my research project. Thank you for listening.